Welcome to the Limitless Millennials podcast with your host, Hannah Morth. In each episode, we'll bring you stories of inspiration and risk-taking, extraordinary entrepreneurial journeys, often with a dash of spiritual goodness, and tangible action steps to show you how you can create your limitless life. Now, here's your host, Hannah Morth, personal business coach, public speaker, and author. Hello, everybody. My name is Hannah Morth, and I'm here today with Adri Kaiser. Adri Kaiser is an international yoga teacher, wellness coach, and energy alchemist. She is the founder and creator of Inner Beauty Wellness and Enlightened Alchemy. Adri specializes in working with the people as a whole to achieve and sustain complete mind, body, and emotional wellness by helping them release limiting beliefs around worthiness, not enough, heal past emotional wounds, and clear energy blocks that lead to aches and pains. Welcome, Adri. It is so nice to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with all of you today. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. So why don't we dive right in and have you tell us a little bit more about what it is that you currently do. I love working with women particularly to help them feel more confident, help them improve their health, help them overcome physical and emotional aches and pains that sometimes keep them feeling stuck and overwhelmed, exhausted, out of balance. Sometimes they wonder like, why am I supposed to be doing? I'm doing, you know, they have their current job or they have the roles of mothers, daughters, sisters, wives, girlfriends, etc. But deep within, they feel like they're still not feeling fulfilled. So I work with women to find their passion again, to awaken the power within, to awaken their feminine power to to find their voice, to follow their bliss, to improve their health, to help them love their, the skin they're in, to be authentic, because that stems from a lot of the stuff I had to go through in order to be who I am today and what I do today. And, and that's what I, I, I really love the most is helping people realize that their story doesn't define them. What happened in the past doesn't make them who they are today. It's how they, they react or how they overcome. It's like making lemonade out of lemons, right? It's that what, that's what really matters today. And in my case, my past experiences, even though some of them weren't the most ex, um, positive ones, there were many experiences that were health hurtful. They really were stepping stones to the work I do today at the physical, mental, and emotional level. So I work with the person as a whole rather than just treating your physical or emotional block or pain or instead of just saying, hey, let's practice these poses to do this and this or that. I really work with you to help you dig deep and find those root causes that are creating whatever it is showing up in your life that you want to change. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. That is amazing. I love, I love your point about um, it, it's what you overcome that's more important than actually what happened. Because um, I think that's the most powerful part of the story. So like, you know, we all have terrible things that have happened to us in our lives, right? But it's really about how we've been able to overcome or move past it. That's the most intriguing and the most powerful. Absolutely. And recognizing too, when you are addicted or attached to your story you know because sometimes people say oh because this person did or didn't do this now I am or I don't have or I have and we can do healing we you can do a lot of talk therapy you can do all this stuff but if you're unwilling to 
to buy to to pass and heal move past the story to now realize a I'm not the story and B that that what happened to me was there for whatever reason. And, and now I'm the, on the other side. So it, it's very important to recognize when our story is actually something that we're is holding us back and keeping us stuck versus now we have the story. It's our superhero story, you know, because we all have different experiences and sometimes we go through similar experiences but the difference about between those stories is like how you overcome the story and how now you're using the story to inspire others instead of just keeping you defined in a box absolutely your story doesn't define you you can change you can change the outcome of it and i feel like it's so easy for us to victimize ourselves or to blame mm-hmm. others for for the things that happen but really owning up to to what happened or you know like whatever the circumstance is is really fundamental so i absolutely love that you help women move past that because there are i know that there are so many women out there who really need you so would you be willing to tell us more about how you how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. So Great. I was born in Caracas, Venezuela. And um, since I was uh, maybe four or five years old, I wanted to, to help people. I want them to feel good. I wanted to make a difference. And then fast forward to me being 10 and being inspired by Matlock. I don't know if some of you might be too young for that, but I was also young when, when the whole Matlock, this is a, a lawyer that really helped a lot of people. They made rights, a lot of rights out of wrongs. And so I wanted to become a lawyer inspired by that and um, fast forward I went to law school in Venezuela for a few years before I moved to the U.S. once I got here to the U.S. uh, I met my husband and my life changed completely but it wasn't easy at the beginning again I left my country I left my law school behind and at the beginning I encountered a lot of uh, racist comments about my accent about being an immigrant about not speaking Uh, perfectly so I became so self-conscious I didn't speak in public for three months until one day I realized and said you know what at least at least I speak two languages you know that's that's something that I I have and nobody can take away and I started to suffer from chronic back pain and and that's more I'll tell you more about it later but that chronic pain was there for over a decade and that's what led me to step on a yoga mat that led me to to recognize that I was not willing to, to live in pain for the rest of my life. I have nothing against medication, but I was very young. I, I, at the time, I had a one-year-old boy. I, I was a caregiver for my grandmother who had a stroke, so I had a lot on my plate. And, and I was like, I cannot be on medication, and I, I absolutely cannot be in pain for the rest of my life. So that's when my my journey to wellness started. I, I started taking trainings and certifications and trying different holistic techniques to help me heal myself from the inside out, which I did. So now I'm pain-free and that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about what I do because I recognize how debilitating can be to be in pain or to feel stuck or to feel, you know, um, victimized or I, and something I, I, I didn't mention, as a child, I was abused as well. I was bullied. I was told I wasn't good enough. I was beat up uh, by a family member. So I, through, my, through my life, I carried this 
idea I wasn't good enough. It was my fault. I had to always be guarded. I had to kind of protect myself. So this created patterns and belief within myself that at the conscious level, they were not present. I wasn't thinking about it every single day of my life. However, in the subconscious, it was running in the background like something in the computer, like a program in the, your computer, right? So that's one of the things that led me to, to have chronic pain for so long. And it was through this mind, body, and emotional wellness uh, process or journey I, I, I did for myself, I created, that it helped me heal all these different things that were leading me to feeling imbalanced, to feeling unworthy, to having to be guarded, to having the wrong relationships in my life, that business or, or close friendships that were just single-sided. So it was easy for me to say, because I was abused as a child, this happened to me. But I recognized a pattern that, again, I wasn't consciously saying, it was in the background, I said, no, no, no. I'm able to rewrite my story. It's what happens moving forward that matters the most. So now I'm not grateful for being abused. I'm not grateful for my chronic pain. However, I am grateful for the lessons that those experiences taught me. It taught me how to step into my power, how to set healthy boundaries, how to heal myself, how to, to uh, create a positive mind, mindset, how to overcome obstacles, how to recognize how strong I was because nobody, or I am, I should say, because nobody knows how strong you are until that's your only option. So that's why I'm able now to, to share these experiences in my methods of holistic wellness with people around the world because it's something I did for myself and I'm living proof of what it works, but also now helping other women, whether they're starting their business, whether they're switching careers, whether they're successful in their careers, there's always something that we can do at the personal level to take us to the next level right? Because the current mindset is always, always going to keep you where you are. And the only time that you're going to move forward and when you're, when you're ready and open and willing to, to open up to the opportunities, to the possibilities and do the, take action, the inspired action to help you get there. So that's in a nutshell why I do what I do and why I'm so passionate about it. Wow. What an incredible story. I am just, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was incredible to hear. How did you go from overcoming all those things that you had to overcome into building a business out of it? You know, I, that's an excellent question. You know what? And, and I haven't sat down to kind of map out exactly the stuff I did. I know everything started with a decision. When I was suffering from chronic pain, so intense that sometimes I was immobilized, I knew there was something I had to, I knew I could do something about it. I knew right there I had two choices. One choice was to, okay, I'm going to be in pain the rest of my life and I'm going to just deal with it. Or let me figure out what's causing my pain because I knew right then and there's something bigger and greater at a deeper knowledge, inner knowing. I knew I had to do something to find the answers. So one, I took action, but also started to kind of dive deep into finding the ways to heal myself. So 
which that included taking uh, sessions and classes and healings and hiring coaches and doing certifications and trainings uh, that helped me embody what I needed to do in myself. And once I started going through the process, I realized I wasn't alone, that I'm just like you and, and the person next to you and the person in front of me and next to me and behind me. And I'm just like everybody else. However, I was able to really put together, it's what I call enlightened alchemy. It's a holistic method of transformation, transformation of the self at the physical, mental, emotional level. So I could have it, which I did at the beginning. I tried to treat my physical pain with just physical methods. But then I started to realize that the mind, body, and emotions are connected. So if I wanted to have or achieve and sustain long-lasting wellness, I needed to address all three. And that's what I did. So I work at the physical level. I worked on the emotional level. I worked on my mindset. I worked on finding my connection with spirit, God, the divine, whatever name resonates with you. And it's that comprehensive approach that really gave me, it's like putting the pieces of the puzzles together. That's what gave me uh, the opportunity to heal from the inside out. And once I started to see that pattern uh, and seeing the pattern in others, I started to offering help. However, remember I mentioned when I first got to the U.S., I didn't speak in public for three months because I was told I wasn't, uh, you know, I was made fun of for my accent, etc. And then when I started doing my first teacher training, yoga teacher training, one of the people I looked up to, one of the teachers told me I wasn't good enough to teach. So I had opportunities back then, and opportunities, I shouldn't say opportunities, let me rephrase that. I had moments in my life that were crucial where I could have say, okay, this is it, I'm not good enough, I'm just going to quit and, and can my losses or say, which is my Latin in me, um, let me show you. So in those crit critical moments in my life, I saw them as opportunities for me to grow and know, and know be defined by other people's expectations or views of, my, of me. What matters how I view myself. So that's one of the things I, I started to realize is that Everything happens once you make a decision. I have my ups and downs in business. I have scenes that were extremely successful. There were scenes that were flop. They flop completely. And I believe the success is just thousands and thousands of mistakes. Your first yes comes after many no's, right? So when I started to do this as a business, it was more from uh, instead of following the money, what I was following was my passion, my why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Because when I was teaching yoga at the beginning, many yoga teachers don't make a lot of money. You know, they, we spend a lot of money in our certifications in all these different things, yet they only make $20, 30 $40 per class. So when I started in this line of business as a yoga teacher, it was more out of the desire to help people as from a place of wholeness, rather, like I mentioned before, rather than just coming to teach a class to get you stronger or to make you help you lose weight or to make you stronger and whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it was more of like, hey, this is what my journeys look like. I can help you. Let me help you by working with you as a whole. So my my business, which again, I'm sorry, I don't have a, I did this and I did this and I did this step plan. What I did for me was like, 
I had to embody what I wanted to teach. I had to be in love with what I have to offer. I had to be in love with why I wanted to be doing what I do. Like I cannot wake up. I cannot wait to wake up in the mornings and ready to share how I can help other people. And that to me is just priceless. So for anybody that wants to start a business, make sure that you know your why, because you're going to have your moments where you're going to be like, why the heck am I doing this? I'm (laughs) working way too much and I'm not making enough money. Why am I doing this? And once you remember your why, that's going to be the moment you're going to push forward. Because I can tell you, I have multiple times in my 15 years of teaching and coaching and in my business, there were multiple times where I wanted to walk away. And I was like, I'm done. This is too much. But there was something bigger and greater within myself that wouldn't let me stop. So I kept going. And every time I kept going, a bigger opportunity came up or another opportunity to help somebody in the way I never expected shows up. So yeah, sorry, I don't have a specific answer, but I hope I answered that question to you in in, uh, many different ways. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think that what's really important about that part of your story is that you did follow your passions. You found something that you love doing so much that, you know, it wouldn't, at the end of the day, while it is a business, you're always going to love doing it. Correct. And so you don't get to that point where you're like, you know, like I really hate doing what I, what I do or that you really do want to quit your business because you have such a powerful why. Yeah. And the other thing I realize um, that sometimes our opportunities or our path come to us in ways that we never expected remember and comes back to my story as being a child I wanted to help people I wanted to make a difference so I thought that way my past was going to lead me to being a lawyer I was going to make a difference in people's life in a courtroom I was going to make the fronts into rights in a courtroom or whichever way that, that that was however instead of being in a courtroom, actually, I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world because let's face it, lawyers can be, can have a lot of stress, right? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not an easy job, but now I'm, a, I'm able to make a difference in people's life in a completely different way. It's not in a courtroom, but it's, to me, it's in a more powerful, more accessible, and more transformational, in a more transformational way that is going to provide them with the tools they need to help them achieve overall wellness, you know, to help them feel, uh, step into their power, become authentic, because that's something else I did. I tried to, to fit in. I had the people pleasing syndrome. Are you familiar with that? <laughs> I'm sure many women yes. try to please people all the time, right? And the more I try to please others, guess what happened? the less happy I was. Absolutely. And at the end, they weren't even happy either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now when I was able to, to find my calling, to step into my power, to dare to be different, I have an act. Now, instead of being ashamed of my accent and mispronunciations, now it's part of my, my charm. Many of my clients and students love it, you know? I now laugh when I mispronounce stuff. <laughs> But so now that's one of my assets and that makes me different, right? There are a million yoga teachers and coaches and entrepreneurs out there, but only you can do what you do the way you do it. So once I realized that, once I stopped people pleasing, once I 
claim my power, step into my, my divine feminine power, when I started to, to connect and accept my gifts and share them in authentic ways, everything shifted. Wow. How amazing. So that's actually a really perfect segue into the main subject. So I feel like we've touched quite a bit on the subject already, but would you like to continue further about what it means to awaken to your divine feminine power? Sure. So um, let's get a little woo-woo here, okay? So we know everything is energy, right? So Mm -hmm. consciousness in simple terms can be divided into masculine and feminine sides. Everything in like, even though you're a woman, I'm a woman, we both have a masculine side and a feminine side, just like men have a feminine side and masculine side, right? And we need both aspects in order to achieve our highest creative potential. So the divine feminine is a concept grounded in spirituality. And the definition varies from uh, person to person or depending on who you ask. So the divine feminine represents the part of your consciousness responsible for your intuition, love, creativity, community, sensuality, empathy, nourishment, tenderness, receptivity, qualities that we all have regardless of your gender. So who wouldn't want to have more love in their life? Who wouldn't want to be more intuitive or creative? or feel like they belong in a community, to be more sensual, to be nourishing and caring and compassionate. We all have the capacity. We all have it in different degrees. And just like a muscle that you go to the gym to, I don't know, squat to get toner legs, that's a muscle that you have to work over and over to strengthen and, and tone, and et cetera, et cetera. Same thing comes when it comes to tapping into those aspects of herself or our gifts or tapping into the divine feminine energy. We need to just come back to it more and more and more because naturally we're going to be doing things that come easy to us. So some of us are ready for us. It's easy to awaken or to tap into this feminine part of ourself. For some other people, it's easier to tap into the more masculine, the driven, the let's get, do it. And, um, you know, the more, uh, not the, care, the provider type of thing, right? So those are the more male aspects, which we, again, we all have with some people. It's easy to tap to, to the specific gifts they have to whatever is more natural to them. So this divine feminine energy is not just in women, but it's also in men because we all have it again in different degrees. So when you tune Tuning to embodying this divine feminine energy, you can build stronger relationships with colleagues, with friends, with your significant others, with yourself. You begin to see everything as opportunities, as cooperation instead in community rather than just competition. So when we awaken this divine feminine power, it's not like, uh, let's say, women helping women, right? Because we have we see it every still we see it today in 2018 and we probably hopefully will see it less as we move forward but we're still seeing in the media and stuff pinning women against women you know we come from a very masculine patriarchal way of thinking and now since have shifted and now since are coming more into the divine feminine power more people are being called upon awakening to their intuition and stepping into their their goal stepping into whatever it is that makes them unique so that's why you see now more and more people saying i've been doing x y and c 
what I have to stop because I'm being called to do now this, this, and this. More people are waking up to that divine consciousness part of themselves. And that's so amazing. So do you have any steps that somebody could take to start awakening that part of themselves? Maybe like one or two that you'd like to share with us? Sure. So uh, you can start, um, I, I like to call it not just divine feminine power, but like embody your inner goddess, right? So started by sensing rather than thinking. We're so used to being in our heads so much that we disconnect from our hearts. And what I mean by that, have you ever had an opportunity or a situation come up in your life when you, maybe you're scrolling through a magazine or on Facebook or whatever it is, and something comes up, whether it's a video or a training program or something or someone, and you're like, I want to do that. I want to work with that person. And you, you feel like that call, but then, then you start like, oh, but I don't have time. Oh, but I don't have the money. But mm-hmm. so you, so that first reaction is like, yes, I want to do this. It's the sensing, it's that deep inner knowing, that intuition part of yourself, your intuitive self saying, this is what you need to help you for whatever, whatever, whatever. Yet your head starts saying, mm, I don't know, mm, this and that. So that's what I mean about sensing rather than more than thinking. When you begin to connect with your intuition, your body knows before your mind does. So when you get the first urge to take action, when you feel that urge to, to listen to whatever, to look, take notes or whatever, don't think about it because then you override what you're intuitively no. Like I mentioned before, for me, uh, in the moment when my back pain started to get really bad, I could have said, oh, there's, uh, the doctor said I'm going to have to take medication. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed there. But there was a part of me that said no. For some people, that's the, that's the solution. Fantastic. But there's no solution for you. And I knew it. And I started to believe, follow my intuition. That led me to the different paths I took. So when there's income, when you start overthinking, those are the, the, the opportunities that you begin to miss. Those are red flags for you. When you know you want to do something or don't want to do something, yet you talk yourself into it by thinking, thinking, thinking. So step one, sense rather than think. Step two, create and elevate. When you disconnect from your feminine power or your inner goddess, you allow your inner credit to get stronger leading to negative self-talk, beginning to, to, and we're all familiar with that. We talk to ourselves sometimes worse or say things to ourselves that we never would say to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So when we let that inner crit take the wheel or or, or speak too loud, we're disconnecting from the divine feminine power. Because remember, one of the, one of those characteristics is love, compassion, kindness. So if you're being negative and rude and nasty and cutting to yourself, and sometimes even to others, that's a disconnection right there. So when you listen to your intuition, when you follow your heart, when you connect with the divine feminine energy, you feel creative. You feel uplifted. You feel supported. You feel nourished. You feel, you feel full of positive energy. So cooperation comes into play. Community comes into play. So you begin to create your, your let's say, your business, your programs, your speech, your whatever it is that you're creating. But now you don't see like, oh, I'm not going to share my stuff with anybody else because it's my stuff. Now you're like, Hey, Hannah, let's, let's talk. Let's create this together. See the, see the difference right there is community and cooperation. Mm-hmm. 
Step number three, concentrate on the positive. So when you are able to cultivate gratitude, you see, them, you see life as a half full, the glass being half full rather than half empty. So when you begin to see your interactions with others, uh, you're just going to start seeing the positive characteristics of those people. You're going to start to see the positive outcome of relationships, the positive outcome of you saying or doing whatever it is that you're doing when it comes from your heart rather than limiting and criticism. So again, it comes back to sensing before you think, create and elevate before you start letting that inner know, like inner critic. Like the other day, somebody uh, say, hey, Adri, how do you stay positive every day? And I laugh because I'm human and that's part mm -hmm. of our, our, our human reactions. I'm, in my life, it's not everything unicorns and rainbows every day. Is your life full of unicorns and rainbows every day? No, of course not. <laughs> but the scene is recognizing, do I want to go down the rabbit hole or what can I do to help me shift the moment? Because we cannot control what other people say or do, but we can control what we want to experience. We can control how we react. We can control what we want to feel, right? Mm -hmm. So by creating a positive mindset, it helps us to stay there by cultivating gratitude. That's one of the things I tell my clients all the time. I, um, the other day I was working with a client and she said, Adri, I have nothing to give thanks for. I, I am, she was in a bad spot. And I said, well, is it sunny or is it rainy? She said, sunny outside. Do you like sunny days? Yes. Then start by giving thanks for the sunny day for you to experience. Things like that, because sometimes people are in such a dark place or negative place that they don't even realize the miracles happening every day, right? Mm -hmm. So just by giving thanks for anything, for the cup of tea that you're drinking, for being able to wake up another day, for having food to eat. And the last step, which may feel super silly, but is adorn yourself and practice self-care. And what I mean about adorning yourself is whether you're a male or female, or whichever way you identify is start wearing or using things that makes you feel wonderful, right? Whether it's just even having mascara. Sometimes that's what I do. There, there are days I don't wear a lot of makeup, but there are days all I do is just put mascara and I feel like, oh, okay, I, I, I'm calling in my inner goddess, right? Or wearing mm -hmm. earrings or yeah, wearing definitely. your favorite shoes or, or painting your nails. Self-care is another one that I see a lot of entrepreneurs live in the back burner because they're building their business or they're growing their business, they're up leveling their business, right? So they're working over time. And when they're not working, they're taking care of their family. So guess what happens? You put yourself last. But if you put yourself last, then you're running on empty. And you're trying to take care of others where you have nothing else to give. And energy doesn't lie, people. You can feel energy. Have you ever walked into a room where you, you go in and you're like, oh my gosh, it feels amazing here, or meet somebody and immediately say, I like this girl. Have you had that happen? Oh my gosh, all the time. And that's energy right there versus also walking into a room and you're like, oh, the energy feels sticky. So imagine walking into a room where people were arguing. You can sense it right away. Mm-hmm. Or even when you walk into a room and people were talking about you, you know it without even knowing, <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. 
So that's what I mean about energy doesn't lie. So when you practice self-care and you begin to fill up your cup and you follow your passion, your, your why, people are going to notice that. Because if you're trying to grow your business, if you're trying to make an impact, if you're trying to, I don't know, write an article, whatever it is, if you're trying to get a promotion and you're doing from a place of lack, of competition, where you're letting, you're concentrating only on the negative, guess what's going to happen? Do you think a positive outcome can happen from that? No. Absolutely not. Right. But if you go and be like, I'm going to do this with, because I'm passionate, I'm putting, I'm giving thanks for this opportunity, and you're excited about what you're doing. If something doesn't come out of it, you may feel disappointed, but I guarantee you that every step you take forward towards your personal and spiritual growth is never wasted. So you may not see the results right away, or maybe you did, and then you get even more excited. But even if you don't see the results the way you expected it, it will come back to you in different ways. Remember, I was going to law school. I was going to be a lawyer, end up being teaching yoga worldwide teaching in English in countries like Hong Kong, in Germany, in Ireland, in Canada, all over the US. Somebody that was told she wasn't good enough to teach, someone that was told she had an accent and it was an immigrant, ignorant immigrant. I was able to do that. I didn't marry to my story of being having success in just one way, and I didn't mar- definitely didn't marry to the story of not being good enough. So that's kind of seeing so how you can step into your feminine power is again sensing over rather than thinking, create and elevate others, focus on the positive, practice gratitude, and adorn yourself and practice self-care. That is all such incredible advice. I really love especially the gratitude. I think that that is such a game changer for everybody's life. As soon as you start incorporating that into your daily life, whether it's creating a gratitude journal or just listing five things every day that you're really grateful for, it's just absolutely incredible what or how your your mindset can change from there. So um, you have really wonderful advice and I'm so excited to, to hear about everybody who is incorporating that into their lives and how that really changes. Yeah, me too. And I promise you, the more you start giving thanks, the more things will come into your life to be grateful for. So start with simple stuff, start with small things, and then you will keep track of it because we'll forget. When you start keeping track of it, you're like, oh my gosh, look, something major happened after I started doing this gratitude practice on a regular basis, you know? And whatever that major happens, major thing can be finding your soulmate or finding the job of your dreams or having your client or having somebody to find the website for you, whatever that is. But if you don't keep track of it, you'll forget. Mm-hmm. So true. So it is time for the limitless lightning round. So I do have five questions for you, Adri. Are you ready? Yes. Awesome. Okay. So my first question for you is what is your best piece of advice for entrepreneurs who are just getting started? Oh, that's how, you know, again, come back to why are you doing what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Is it, and be honest about it you know don't some people think that they have to be like oh because I want to change the world or because whatever some people just like hey because I want to make more money so I can live my nine to five then fantastic but remember again that why is going to keep you going when you hit those moments of 
why am I doing this? I want to quit or when mm-hmm. obstacles come, right? So think about your why and be honest and then own it. Don't, don't apologize for having that why. Really, once you have it, go, go for it. Oh man, I totally agree. Be honest with yourself about that because it will, you will have those difficult times in your business where you do want to quit or you, you just have no clue why you're doing it anymore and you'll need, you'll need the reasons why to keep you going. So awesome advice. My second question for you is, what is your favorite personal development or entrepreneurial book or other resource that you recommend to others? Ooh, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with the four agreements. I've been, uh, that book is amazing. The four agreements by Paulo Coelho. Also, The Alchemist is another one. Uh, I'm partial to alchemy. Alchemy is transformation. So that's one of uh, another powerful one. Um, a Course in Miracles is another one. Um, let's say, I because my, see, I do, my business is slightly different, right? I, I, I'm, more in, I'm more interested in the, the personal and spiritual growth. So mm-hmm. my books are going to be more gui- uh, gu- uh, guided towards that. But I'm sure there are plenty. Uh, at least I found a lot of advice from those books too that apply towards the business as well. But Tribe is another one, I believe it's called. I'm horrible with names for books. So I can <laughs> see that in my head and I can tell you, but I, I just cannot pop the names right off my, you know, the back of my head. They're not right there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is called Tribe, but I'll make sure that all those links are in the up in the description of the episode. Um, I definitely love that you are into spiritual growth because I am as well. Um, and I know that there are many listeners who are also looking for more information about growing spiritually. So I definitely love those recommendations. Thank you. Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My third question for you is what habits have you developed along your journey that have led to your success? Hmm. Self-care is number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be a priority. And guess what? The busier you become, the less you want to do self-care. So for sure, self-care. And that can be different ways for you. You know, for me, it's making sure to have time to practice yoga. I practice yoga at least four times a week. Uh, also having my, my, what I call morning elixir, something I, I, I give my students or teach my clients wanting to improve their health. So it's a morning drink I have with apple cider and lemon and other stuff in there. Uh, Also having quiet time, whether it's five minutes to, and again, this is for everybody. But for me, having even a couple of minutes throughout the days where I can just hit pause and close my eyes and breathe. To be honest with you, I have two alarms in my phone. One is 11.11 and usually goes off when I'm teaching yoga classes. <laughs> and the other one is 4.44 p.m. So 11.11 in the morning, 4.44 p.m. And those are my gratitude alarms. That's what I have it on my phone. So when the alarm goes off, I say, okay, it's my time to give thanks. Oh, That's wow. sim- super simple, right? Anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have yoga. I have my hitting the pause button for a couple of minutes, giving thanks. And then the other thing, I work with crystals quite a bit. Uh, So just taking time to, you can use crystals for as reminders, like a vision board will be to you or an image. Crystals are alive and they work with your energy field so you can program them. They have physical, mental, and emotional uh, benefits to using crystals. So I use crystals quite often as well. But those are 
couple of the things I do throughout the day. Movement, even if it's, I cannot go to yoga today, then you'll see me stretching. Um, I, I posted on Facebook the other day, I said, my, this is a normal occurrence in my life. I'm dancing in front of my husband like a silly girl, like no one is touching. <laughs> and he looks at me and keeps moving. Like he's used to me rolling on the floor, or stretching or breaking into a lifting one leg and stretching that leg or I don't know, doing stuff like that. He, he's just like, oh, it's just a normal day here in our Kaiser home. <laughs> But so mo movement, that's the main thing. Just move your neck, your shoulders, walk, go for a walk or something, especially if you're all day in front of a computer. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. It's so many of us work from home, but really making sure to find the time to move is really important because otherwise you will just be sitting at your desk all day in front of your computer. And before you know it, it's nighttime and you're going to bed and you won't really have done anything and you'll just kind of feel stiff, right? Right. And the other thing is then when people are stressed and, and for those of you that are sp spiritual entrepreneurs, because I'm sure there's some listening, uh, when they start doing a lot of energy work, they also say that they start to gain weight. So guess what? When you're stressed, when you're in front of a computer all day and you're not moving your body, one of the things is you start losing muscle tone, you gain weight, muscles get tight and tense because the stress aches and pains begin to show up. So movement, guys, even if it's just, like I said, going for a walk or rolling your neck and shoulders or doing a couple of things like that, a couple of yoga movements uh, are important. Amazing. I love that. All right. My fourth question for you is, if you could have dinner with anyone, entrepreneur or not, alive or dead, who would it be? Mm, just one. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to, that's totally fine. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I love Oprah and I love Ellen mm -hmm. um, just because they're, again, they're authentic. They're fun. They're, I, I like how Oprah goes more into the spiritual aspects as well. Um, I love how you can feel their energy. You can feel that they really care um, about people. So those are the two that come come on the top of my head. I'm sure there's more people that I'm going to be after the, the our, our interview is over. I'm going to be like, oh, that person and that person. So I apologize to all those people that are coming to my head. They're not coming to my head now, but it will come later. <laughs> impact in my life. <laughs> I love that. I actually have both Ellen and Oprah on my vision board because I really want to be on their shows because <laughs> oh. I think that they're so amazing. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So my final question for you is how can our listeners follow and connect further with you? They can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Adri Kaiser. My website is adrikaiser.com. I have a lot of uh, free stuff in there that they can access to like free meditations and a free a limiting belief guidebook that can help them be, begin to pinpoint one of some of these negative negative patterns and thoughts and stuff that run in the background that they're not aware of i have a wonderful facebook group called healthy and wealthy alchemist as well on facebook and um instagram adri guys that i mentioned that and i yeah the, that would be via Social media will be the fastest way or my contact me via my face, my website. That will be another way. Perfect. And was there anything you wanted to promote? Oh, let's see. Well, for those of you that want to, um, that want to 
practice or move your body. I have an online studio with over 90 classes. They have yoga, meditation, uh, breathing techniques, Pilates, tutorials. They're available for only $19.99 a month. So you get access over 90 classes for only $19.99 a month. And this is fantastic for anybody on the go, for those entrepreneurs that don't have time to do self-care because the classes are for 20 minutes or less. Some of them are like just five to seven minutes. So again, it's not about the quantity, but the quality. And this is great for anybody wanting to try or learn about yoga or meditation, or if you've been practicing for a little while, or you've been exper you're an experienced practitioner, these are for everybody because you can customize the classes. That, that will be one of the things. Or if anybody wants an intro session with me, they can go to adrikaiser.com forward slash schedule and they can book a session with me. And, and that's where, where the magic happens, where I can help you create alchemy. Enlightened alchemy is the method I mentioned of complete mind-body transformation. So I can help you create a, a roadmap of where you are and where you want to be. And we work on whether it's personal or spiritual or business growth. Uh, we work on healing. We work on so many different things. So those are, yeah, those will be the best things that I can offer. They, if they go to my website and follow me on social media, I'm sure there are other stuff that they can access for free or take advantage of uh, special stuff I'll be launching soon as well. Amazing. Sounds like you have really wonderful things to offer. So everybody go and check that out. But other, and I'll also make sure that the, those links are in the description of the episode. Perfect. So they are easily accessible, but otherwise, thank you so, so much, Adri, for joining me today and sharing your story and your amazing expertise. It has been amazing having you. Oh, likewise. I'm so excited. And thank you so much for this opportunity. And people, just follow your dream. Remember your passes and define you. Just, just, just be you. Be authentic. And awaken that inner goddess within. Amazing advice. I love it. Thank you again. And everybody have a wonderful rest of your day. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Limitless Millennials podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and head over to iTunes to leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. And if you're looking to connect with Hannah or today's guest, head on over to www.limitlessmillennials.com. Until next time, friends, keep on living your limitless life.